the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Now I think about what's going on in, in our nation right now, what's going on really all over the world right now. And who, are, who are we looking to to save us? Who are we looking to to get us out of it? Who are we looking to to rescue us? Are we looking to the Lord? Are we praying and seeking God? Or are we looking to the government to bail us out? Where are we praying? The nation of Israel faced great consequences for rejecting and turning away from God. In graciousness, he had warned them over and over to stay faithful, but they rebelled and suffered because of it. Their response, as Pastor Dan teaches today, was to seek help from other nations instead of repenting and returning to God. As our world faces crisis after crisis, The right response is to seek God and pray that He'll turn our nation back to Him. It's better to trust the Lord than any leader or nation. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Lamentations chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. wanted nothing to do with them. They, they, they didn't want the leaders of the nation involved in their lives. They wanted the leaders of the nation to just leave them alone. They cried out to them, go away, unclean, unclean, go away, go away, do not touch us. And when they fled and wandered, those among the nation said they shall no longer dwell here. The face of the Lord scattered them. He no longer regards them. The people, look what it says, the people do not respect the priests nor show favor to the elders. Here's what happened in the nation of Judah. The leadership of the nation became so corrupt and so defiled that the people of the nation lost all respect for their leaders. The the leadership of the nation was a joke. To the people. And the people lost their respect for the leadership. Verse 17. Still our eyes failed us. Watching vainly for our help. In our watching we watched for a nation. That could not save us. Judah looked to other nations to save them. But they didn't look to God for help. God promised that if they would humbly pray. And seek his face. And turn from their wicked ways. That he will hear their prayer in heaven. And he will forgive their sins. And heal their land. But but they weren't even willing to try. They weren't even willing to seek the Lord. They were were looking to 
other nations to come and help them and bail them out and save them. They never thought to look to God. To turn to God. You know, I think about what's going on in in our nation right now. What's going on really all over the world right now. And who who are we looking to to save us? Who are we looking to to get us out of it? Who are we looking to to rescue us? Are we looking to the Lord? Are we praying and seeking God? Or are we looking to the government to bail us out? Or are we praying? Look at verse 18. They tracked our steps so that we could not walk in our streets. Our end was near. Our days were over for our end had come. Our our pursuers were swifter than the eagles of the heavens. They pursued us on the mountains and lay in wait for us in the wilderness. Now, typically, the two places of escape for the people of Judah were the mountains or the wilderness, the desert. Uh, Because the terrain was so difficult, the environment was so difficult in the mountains and in the wilderness uh, that the enemies typically would not pursue them. There, So they could take refuge in the mountains, they could take refuge in, in the wilderness and find safety there. But we're told in verse 19 that they pursued us on the mountains, they lay in wait for us in the wilderness. In, in other words, there was no place of refuge. There, there was no place they could go to, to escape their enemy. They're... they're Their old places of refuge no longer worked. Verse 20. The breath of our nostrils, the anointed of the Lord was caught in their pits of whom we said under his shadow, we shall live among the nations. Now, this is a reference to King Zedekiah, the anointed of the Lord. King Zedekiah was the last king. Of Judah before the fall to Babylon and the people of Judah, they trusted in Zedekiah for protection. Uh, they, They looked to him and they said, under his shadow, we shall live among the nations under his shadow. We shall be safe. And they looked to Zedekiah to be their their rescuer and their deliverer. And if you remember the story from the end of the book of Jeremiah, When the Babylonians laid siege to the city of Jerusalem, Zedekiah fled. He took his family and he fled out of the city. The Babylonians pursued him and they captured him in the plains of Jericho. They executed his sons and they carried him off to Babylon as a prisoner. The one that they trusted in failed them. The one that they trusted in Failed them. You know, Psalm 118 verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in in any man or any leader. I think that's true for us today. You know, we need to put our confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in any, any person, any leader, any elected official. Our, our trust is in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord. 
Verse 21 says, Rejoice and be glad, O daughter of Edom. You who dwell in the land of Uz, the cup shall also pass over to you, and you shall become drunk and make yourself naked. The punishment of your iniquity is accomplished, O daughter of Zion. He will no longer send you into captivity. He will punish your iniquity, O daughter of Edom. He will uncover your sins. Edom was a neighbor to Judah. It was a bordering country with Judah. And Edom actually rejoiced to see the destruction of Judah and Jerusalem. They were happy that the Babylonians came and destroyed Jerusalem. But the rejoicing will be short-lived. Because the Babylonians will also invade Edom and conquer Edom. And so Jeremiah says here to Edom, hey, go ahead and rejoice, Edom, but you're going to get yours. You just wait. Your time's coming too. (laughs) So now we come to chapter 5, and we'll move quickly through chapter 5. Again, we see that chapter 5 is 22 uh, verses long. And here, uh, Jeremiah gives us really kind of a, a list of some of the consequences that the people of Jerusalem suffered because of their rebellion, because of their sin. Uh, He goes on in verse 1 to say, Remember, O Lord, what has come upon us. Look and behold our reproach. Now he's going to describe the reproach. He's going to describe the consequences that have come upon Jerusalem. Our inheritance has been turned over to aliens and our houses to foreigners. We have become orphans and waifs. Waifs uh, are abandoned or neglected children. Our mothers are like widows. We pay for the water we drink. And our wood comes at a price. They now had to pay for their water. They now had to buy wood to burn uh, for for you know fires for heating their home and cooking their food where where before they, they could just freely go to a spring and get water freely go out into the forest and cut down a tree and use it for for firewood now they've got to pay for it now we've got to pay for the water now we've got to pay for the wood it comes at a price They pursue at our heels. Now we labor. And we have no rest. We're exhausted. Because of the labor. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Rebelling against God. It just leads to hardship. It makes your life hard. It's It's just kind of the natural consequence. Of sin and rebellion. It results in burden. It results in hardship. It results in grief. It's, it's, it's an exhausting way to live. We have given our hand to the Egyptians and the Assyrians to be satisfied with, with bread. Again, they look to other nations for help and for protection And for provision, instead of looking to the Lord their God, uh, and these nations were not able to provide for them. These nations failed them. 
our fathers sinned and are no more, but, but we bear their iniquities. They, they continued in the same sin as their fathers. They bear their iniquities. Servants rule over us. There is none to deliver us from their hand. They're, they're hopeless. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. They're constantly living in danger now. They're constantly living in fear. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Where before God had promised them safety and security, God brought them into a land flowing with milk and honey, a land of abundance. But now they live in fear. Now they've got to risk their lives just for bread. They've got no one to deliver them now. They're on their own. They're just out there on their own. You know, they they didn't want to have anything to do with God. And God pleaded with them and pleaded with them and pleaded with them and tried to persuade them. And they refused and refused and refused. And now God has lifted his hand of protection. And God has lifted his hand of blessing. And God has lifted his hand of mercy and grace And now life is hard. They're afraid. Things are difficult. They're alone. They're on their own. Our skin is hot as an oven. Because of the fever of famine. They ravish the women in Zion. The maidens in the cities. Of Judah. Princes were hung up by their hands and elders were not respected when it says princes were hung up by their hands. Uh, Some scholars believe that this is a reference to crucifixion. They crucified the leaders of the nation. You know, Jesus was crucified by the Romans. The Romans did not invent crucifixion. The Romans perfected crucifixion as a form of execution. But it goes back much earlier than the time of Jesus and the time of the Romans. We, we know it goes back at least to the Persians. Possibly it goes all the way back to the Babylonians here. Where they hung up the princes by their hands. The elders, the leaders were not respected. Young men ground at the millstones. Boys staggered under loads of wood. 
Again, this is just the consequence of their rebellion. The young men are grinding now. The boys are staggering under the load, the weight, the burden. You know, sin is a cruel taskmaster. It's a cruel taskmaster. It grinds you down. It weighs you down. It burdens you. It grinds your life. It destroys. This is why, you know, when someone comes to Jesus Christ and and Jesus invites us, you know, Matthew chapter 11, to bring our burdens to Him. And He says, if you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if you're burdened, Bring your burdens to me and I will give you rest for your soul. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Right? And and if you've come to Christ, you've committed your life to Him, you've made Him your Lord and Savior, you know what it feels like to have that burden lifted. To have that guilt and that shame. To have that, that, that burden of sin Removed by Jesus Christ. Have that weight removed. The load taken from you. Such an amazing thing. Such a wonderful thing. The elders have ceased gathering at the gate. The elders of a city would gather at the gate and they would be there and be available to assist the people and act as judges For the people so that if you had any kind of dispute or legal issue, you you could go to the city gate and the elders would be there and you could present your case to them. And they would rule for you, make a decision, a judgment. But the elders of the city, they don't even go to the gate anymore. The young men. Have ceased from. Their music, they're, they're not playing music and anymore. Music is always associated with joy and, and, and rejoicing. And God's people no longer have a reason to rejoice. The music has ceased. The music is gone. There is like this, this cloud of gloom that hangs over Jerusalem. There's this somberness, this sadness that hangs over the city. The city's quiet, the city's silent. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dance has turned into mourning. What does the Bible say that God turns our mourning into dancing? But here their dancing has turned into mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us. For we have sinned. And just the confession of sin here. Jeremiah knows that all of this is the result of their sin. They, They have brought this upon themselves. Because of their rebellion. Because of this, our heart is faint. Because of these things, our eyes grow dim. Because of Mount Zion, which is desolate. With foxes walking about 
on it. Mount Zion is where the temple stood. And at this point, the temple is destroyed. It is a, it is a pile of, of broken rubble. And he tells us in verse 18 that now it's the dwelling place of foxes where the temple once stood. Foxes are now living and dwelling in the, the debris of the temple and foxes are walking about the ruins of the temple. Now, in, in the Bible, it's a sign of God's judgment when foxes walk on the ruins, whether it's the ruins of a city or in this case, the ruins of the temple. That's a sign of God's judgment, that God's judgment has come to this place, that it is so utterly destroyed that only foxes can now dwell in it. You know, just this last summer in Jerusalem, foxes started dwelling in the ruins of the temple there at the Temple Mount. Uh, From the Jerusalem Post, foxes seen walking near the western wall fulfilling biblical promise. Well, what biblical promise? The promise here in Lamentations. Uh, According to the Bible, biblical prophecy Now that the barren temple has become a walking ground for foxes, so it will be rebuilt. This is the Jerusalem Post. This is a mainstream newspaper. This isn't a a Christian newspaper. Now in the Bible, that's a sign of God's judgment. That God's judgment has come to that place. Now, 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 what does this mean? You know, how does this fit into Bible prophecy? I don't really know. I'm not really sure. But it it, it communicates a message that God has brought judgment to that place, that it's now only a dwelling place for foxes. So verse 19, you, O Lord, remain forever. Your throne from generation to generation. Why do you forget us forever? God doesn't forget us. It feels like he does to Jeremiah. It feels like God has forgotten them, but he doesn't forget. Why do you forget us forever and forsake us for so long a time? Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and are very angry with us. The Bible tells us that God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And here in verse 21, I think verse 21 is a good verse for us to end on. And it's a good verse for us to pray right now in the season that we're in to pray this prayer for our nation. Jeremiah saw the the condition of his nation and he prayed, turn us back to you, O Lord. Turn us back to you. And that's a good prayer for us to pray. Lord, turn our nation back to you. You, you, Use this pandemic and use all of the the economic uh, trouble that our nation is facing. And use these events to turn us back to you. Restore us. Bring us back to you. And renew our days as of old. It's a good prayer to pray. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan. Thanks for joining us as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the Book of Lamentations. During the time Lamentations was written, Jerusalem was being destroyed. But in the midst of Jerusalem's destruction, there was still the hope of God. When life around you seems to be falling apart, do you place your hope in the Lord? If you'd like to hear more teachings like this one from Pastor Dan, visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, feel free to share any prayer requests, and we'd be happy to pray with and for you. We truly hope today's message has been a blessing to you. That's all for now. Tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse through the Book of Lamentations, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.